Welcome everybody to our podcast. Um, Jesse here, along with uh, David M and David G again. Um, thank you all for joining us again. Uh, we are all coming back from our Fourth of July celebrations, and so we will be talking a little bit about um, some of what we did, and then talk about you know what what uh, independence means as a former foster youth. So, um, David, you want to kick us off? Uh, so, okay, so I spent the holidays with uh, a longtime friend of mine and his family, uh, my friend hi- from high school, Chris, and uh, uh, a really, you know, really important thing for me when I was in the group home um, while I was in high school, Chris's mom, Cheryl, was uh, kind enough to go out of her way to take a live scan and get her house checked so I would be able to visit on sometimes on the weekend, just be able to visit my friends on the weekend. So, um, and anyone who's ever like, you know, been dealt with the foster care system or have had to, you know, get life scans done and things like that for, uh, uh, for, you know, foster kids to be able to visit, you know, how you understand how that whole process works and why it was important, uh, for, um, for someone to go through that just so I could be able to uh, have healthy interactions with my, my, my friends from, you know, high school. Um, a lot of, a lot of foster kids miss out on, you know, normal experiences just because people get, you know, anxiety about, Oh, I, I got to do all this paperwork or, you know, what does this mean? I got to give up information. What is it? What is all that? And they get, you know, kind of uh, uh, deterred, from uh you know extending like a uh like a relationship to kids in the foster system just because they they'll they get turned off by the whole process of the liabilities you know of uh sorting out the liabilities so uh just you know from all so to for for me in my adulthood to have for them to still be a place for me to go to feel like I belong or uh, just to have a place to f- to feel like I can go on the holidays is just as important now as it was uh, all those years back then. So thanks a lot to uh, Chris's family and Cheryl and everyone else and Sergio. Love, love, love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we were uh, very fortunate here at Journey House um, that the city of Pasadena uh, gave us about 50 tickets to attend um, America Fest uh, at the Rose Bowl, and it was uh, it was it was pretty amazing. Um, this is the third year that we received it um, that we that we received the tickets, um, and the first year um, it was the first time that we had gotten the tickets that we had offered the tickets to to, to our folks, and so it was the first time anybody had ever heard of it, um, and so we didn't really get a great turnout. We were scattering the last minute, trying to make sure that we gave them away to people who would actually use them. Um, and so we ended up giving them away to some of our friends uh, and allies. Um, and then the second year, uh, we got another batch of 50 tickets. Um, and some of the folks had seen either uh, pictures or videos on social media uh, about the event. And so we had about maybe 10 or 15 young people ask us for tickets this time around. Um, we were given the 50 tickets, and we made a post on our Beyond Foster Care page, and within five minutes, all 50 tickets were gone. And um, 
and that gone how like somebody like, no, oh like they they were the um our they were students all had, or? no there were free tickets that were given to us to give to our students and so we offered them on on Facebook and, and uh, they were all RSVP'd in like ten minutes people yeah. signed up <laughs> people signed up within five minutes and within like five to ten minutes they were. They were all um, that that thinking. that fireworks show that they put on at the Rose Bowl every year is is, is amazing. Uh, the, all four years that I was in high school, uh, and and back to that friend that I was telling you about, uh, you know, I met Chris. I was in the marching band the whole time that I was in the high school. So one of the ways that one of the ways that they raised money was to uh, work for the Rose Bowl in their concession stand. Oh, yeah. So instead of paying us kids, they would pay our music program. And that's how our most of our, um, you know, marching band, and that's how we took our trips, and that's how we made money for everything. Yeah. And so, uh, all four years that I was in high school, I got to see that the, that fireworks show for free, and it's something to see every single time. Yeah. It's worth buying the tickets to like go, uh, to go be there at the launching of the fireworks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it, even if you don't get the tickets. Like, uh, if you've ever just like sat up on the hill, like, mm-hmm. and just watched them shoot up. From there, it's the or same you can, show. yeah, you can sit out on the lawn. You can like that huge Rose Bowl lawn and just watch them from there. It's a it, the that fireworks show that the city of Pasadena puts on every year. So yeah, I, I heard it's um one of like the best ones in California. Yeah, it's the biggest show mm-hmm. in all of Southern California. Um, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, is there any other like football stadium that's putting on a fireworks show? I don't know. I can't say that I'm big on on, on sports or. Well, like, I don't think the Rams station is putting the Rams stadium is putting on a fireworks show. No, no. I, matter of fact, I think they're still in construction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, it, it was it was pretty cool because um, everyone sort of started you know saying that they wanted to um, do a potluck and it turned into a sort of a barbecue thing um, that was a little bit of a scatter. Uh, because anytime that you're trying to coordinate a cookout between, uh, you know, 15 to 20 adults, um, figuring out who's going to bring what, who's going to flip the burgers, who's going to, you know, turn the turn the, the hot links, um, <laughs> it, it, it can be pretty interesting. And so at the end, uh, we all showed up, and it was, like, nearly perfect. Um, everyone who was scheduled to bring whatever they were scheduled to bring brought their stuff. Um, and at the very end, um, I was supposed to bring a spatula to be to flip the burgers um, and the fork to be able to move the the, the hot links, and I forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we didn't realize that uh, we lost that we didn't bring a fork or um, um, a spatula until the burgers were already on the grill. <laughs> Uh, so what we ended up doing was that we ended up improvising. One of our friends who was there uh, used his uh, skills to be able to make a, a spatula out of foil paper. Yeah, so we got a bunch okay. of foil paper and then <laughs> <laughs> improvised. We, we like folded it like ten different ways and created a you know pretty sturdy uh, handle on it. Um, and sure enough, we cooked over thirty burger patties with it. Um, and it, it worked like like a charm. Um, and uh, and then at one point, uh, you know, you, the, the paleteros that sell the ice cream on the little truck started strolling sh- by. And, and then the people with the toys for the kids started strolling by. And uh, one guy came by and he had this uh, little bubble machine. 
And um, it wasn't until um, um, I think there were like about three different bubble machines going off at the same time that sort of the the the, the life of the, the the gathering sort of came to life, where you, where literally the whole field was covered in bubbles um, where we were sitting at. Um, because there were like three different bubble machines yeah. going off, and they were like the automatic bubble machines that just keep blowing and blowing and blowing like a water hose. Um, and then uh, within like two to three minutes, all of the kids that were seated, seated around our area were jumping around in circles um, and reaching up trying to pop the balloons. Um, and it was like a real like community moment for all of us. Um, and we had just finished eating. We were sitting down and enjoying our waters and our watermelon. We were somebody, um, Carmen and uh, her partner Gabe were so gracious to cut up all the fruit for us um, that we sort of turned back at that moment and we're and, and we started looking around us and it was a great moment because you saw all the kids running around and just being kids um, and for all the craziness um, and chaos uh, and trying to coordinate it all that you see in those moments when. Uh, you hear the laughter, you see the kids running around that you realize like how great it is to be amongst people. Um, even, even my partner at one time, at one point when, when she got really frustrated because when she realized that we didn't have the spatula, she, so she looked at me and she said, we're never doing this again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something always goes wrong. Um, and, and, and then it, it was at that moment where we all kind of looked back and we were like, dang, look how great this is. Um, and so I think to the point that we were making earlier, David, about how, like, you know, these holidays, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's not so much about celebrating, you know, the origins of it. Right. Like the, the, oh yeah, no, I, we just were having a discussion earlier about like the, about how, um, how holidays are like. Yeah, there's not. It, it's not necessarily a celebration of patriotism, mm -hmm. as it mm -hmm. is people just getting together to be around each other on this day. Yeah, and um, and and to be able to like be together and eat and and be able to spend the day together, how much that means to us. Um, that that was really beautiful to see. Um, and uh, and then to go inside and then finish the night with. You know, a 30, 30, 45 minute fireworks show is just sort of the icing on the cake. Because um, it's, it's a beautiful show. It really is a beautiful show. And um, and the city of Pasadena, we're so grateful that they, uh, for the third year in a row, have given us this opportunity to be able to create this um, sort of unique experience with, with our folks here at Journey House who, you know, we really see each other as family. And so those are the moments where you can see how what we've built here really is a family um, that will come and share these intimate moments with each other in just the way that families do. Um, There's that time when we need the bell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, so, um, so shout out to the city of Pasadena for getting us those tickets. Um, you know, they made it possible for us. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, in looking back, it sort of makes me reflect, like, um, you know what the meaning of independence is, um, and it, it's sort of my own thoughts that I've had over the years about what it means to be independent. Um, because I'm the kind of person that doesn't like being alone. Like, 
I've always wanted to extrovert. Yeah, like I've always been a people's person. I've always been, you know, like wanting to be around other people, engaging and talking to other people. Like I never really watched a lot of TV because I always preferred to be outside talking to my neighbors, talking to whomever. Um, And so for me, like Independence Day has really brought, uh, you know, me a lot of opportunities to reflect throughout the years. And so. um, Reflect on what? Like, like what it means to be independent, you know, um, especially because I think in in our culture, you know, there's there's a big sort of uh, emphasis on doing things on your own, um, being independent, um, you know, and being able to do things on your own. And I I've come to the conclusion years and years ago. Um, that we don't do anything on our own, right? Um, And that, in fact, to try to live a life that is fully independent, um, unless you're like an extreme uh, introvert where you want to be by yourself 24-7, for me, being, uh, you know, independent, you know, sort of means like doing everything on your own and, and... and nothing that I've ever done have I ever been able to do by myself. So, like, that's the things that I think about. I think there's a difference between being independent and being self-sufficient. So, in, in just because um, you... Even, even being self-sufficient, right, like, would require that you, I mean, like, thinking about it, like, in an abstract way, like, you'd be able to provide your own roof. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to pay for your own bills. You'd be able to do "quote unquote" everything all by yourself. Um, but but that would require somebody to give you a job, and even that you're not doing by yourself. So it's like literally not possible, you know. Um, and 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 to me, I think if you have a high enough paying job, you could be self sufficient in our, in like society. Are you basically like referring to like the cost of living and all that? Yeah, and 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 also to to the fact that like we, especially as former foster youth, like need community. Like we need. I also think uh, it's uh, it's it's becoming more and more common culturally for people to just work multiple jobs. Like nobody really has. Just yeah, like two jobs, jobs three yeah. jobs. Yeah, I think just culturally, nobody has one job that they go to nine to five. Every day, but then that goes too with everything getting more expensive. You know, like there's people literally homeless because they can't make the rent, and so everything is hiring in value. And some people have like these nine to five jobs, but they could barely even afford like four hundred, five hundred dollars. You know? Well, yeah, but and and, but still, to me, it's like 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 to be fully independent means like I don't know, I don't know. I I and I I I guess I hear your point about like. You have It'll to be, be financially free to be fully independent of, uh, to be, f- to be fully financially independent. You need to be financially free, meaning you don't, you aren't influenced by anyone else's income. I, yeah, yeah, and 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 see, those are the things that I think the reflective things that, like I've always thought about is like, sure, that's like financial independence, mm-hmm. but like. In the in in the whole entirety of ourselves, right? Like the financial aspect is one, um, but when you look at our whole person, like 
like, am I, Jesse, someone who, who is capable of being fully independent? And for me, the answer is no. Because I depend on others to be able to uplift me. I depend on others to be able to cheer me up when I feel frustrated or when I feel right. depressed. You know what I mean? Like, I depend on others to be able to, to, to celebrate my accomplishments. Like, I, 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 depend on my, I depend on my partner at home to be able to help me out, um, you know, in, in whatever, whatever it is, goal that we're trying to, like, I can't do it all by myself. Um, and so, um, yeah, to me, I just have always felt conflicted about what it means to be independent because, and, and I, like I keep saying for myself, I think it's, imp- for me, it's impossible. It's impossible. I can't even drive home for an hour without getting on the phone. Oh, yeah, the phone. I'm going <laughs> home. <laughs> True. So, you know, and then I get it that, 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 like, those are characteristics of each individual. Like I said, I've met some introverts who, you know, are completely fine just, like, being on their own and, you know, like, putting on their headphones and then just zoning out all day, every day. Um, but I don't know. It just, to me, it feels like, you know, even 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 how we celebrate, um, you know, the 4th of July is our American Independence Day. Like, we really rely on the production of countries around the world to be able to feed our needs. Um, and so we're not independent. I think we're all part of an ecosystem, whether it's an economic ecosystem or environmental ecosystem. So, yes, we are all influenced by, like, factors that we can't control, like, you know, right. the financial ability of ourselves or people around us like you know maybe sometimes like we can't get certain things done because we don't have our whole family to help us with it or we have to put certain things aside to uh get to the spaces where we can get the things done that we want to get done so uh for you to state that it's impossible for you to be fully independent it, i guess it would be uh it, that would be correct because the like in the ecosystem of life there's no one that is completely just unaffected by any other factor that yeah. contributes to the, the environment around them yeah it, I, yeah mm-hmm. i couldn't have said anything hey man shout out to those introverts yeah <laughs> and extroverts <laughs> i'm an um, introvert by the way that's interesting um i don't mind being by myself all day long I I hate being myself. I, I can't I, do it. it. Like, it, so a lot of introverted people aren't just. It, sometimes it's the makeup of the person, but sometimes it could be the uh, it, it, like it could be environmental influences as well. Like, let's say you're a person who the people around you aren't very welcoming to you, or uh, you just spend a lot of time by yourself because there aren't like-minded people around for you to just coexist with. Mm-hmm you'll develop an introverted personality. Like, a lot of introverted personalities are developed. They're not just inherently that way. How so? Uh, Like I said, like, uh, you know, there may be so many different reasons besides you just don't like anybody for why you're on your own. Like, when I was a kid, I I was in a lot of spaces where uh, there weren't any other kids around just Mm -hmm. because I I was raised by my grandma. So I was always just around whoever my grandma was around. So the results. So, yeah. So I had to develop an introverted personality because I'm not going to interact with these people on a regular basis. I'm a child, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just got used to, I just got comfortable being on my own. 
yeah. in a lot of spaces. I like and like so once you get used to that, then you can then you get to a point where even when you're around people, you don't have to interact with them because once you're comfortable being on your own, once people are around, they could be there or not be there, and you will still function. You know that reminds me of something that um, and I don't know. I think we might have talked about the honesty quotes on our last podcast. Um, but he said something to that effect of how um, I think if the journalist was asking him something about how, you know, he must be frustrated in a lot of the spaces that he steps into because pop culture influences almost every aspect of our mm-hmm. lives. Um, and and it's like mainstream sort of influences the way that people see things and view things. And so um, she was saying something. It was a woman that was interviewing him saying something to the effect of, like, you must want to go into every room and yell. And he's like, no. In fact, you learn that as soon as you step into the room, just by like a, a minute or two of hearing what people are saying, whether or not it's even worth your time talking. <laughs> and he's That's like, crazy. and you, you realize like within just a few minutes, whether or not you're going to be able to engage this individual in an intellectual way. Hmm. You ever uh, have a thought that you think would be like really contribute to a discussion sometimes, but you know that that is not the place for it? A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> A lot, and and so everything isn't for everybody. Yeah, yeah. and it's interesting because right now that I was listening to you, I, I'm remembering someone tell me the other day, and this is to the point that I was trying to make, um, that uh, someone said like, "Oh my God, you're like such a quiet person," and 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 I was like, "Oh, in my <laughs> in my mind, you know, I, I had met this individual like out at some community event or something." And I think it was one of those events where, like, I knew that, um, you know, um, folks were having conversations that either I, I didn't necessarily agree with or whatever. So it was an event where I knew that I had to just, like, keep my thoughts to myself. Um, and so I sat there at the event, the whole event, and I was quiet the whole time. Um, and, and then I met this person later on here at Journey House, and then uh, uh, she ended up telling me, like, yeah, you um, – she was describing me as a quiet person, and and I I didn't quite remember what event we were at. So like as soon as she said that, I kind of had to like try to put my memory hat back on and be like, where do you know me from in that way? <laughs> um, and it's because there's there, there are places where you know like you have something to contribute, but it's just not it's not the right place. Yeah, it's not the yeah the for right the right time. time. Uh, so um, anyways. I, I, I share that to, to, to say that, you know, um, like as this concept sort of relates to foster youth, this concept of independence, you know, it's something that um, I think we've all struggled with. Um, I certainly struggled with it. Um, and what I've realized is that um, there's two things that I've sort of boiled down to in terms of like what like quote-unquote foster youth need um that really everybody needs but it's something that seems to be forgotten when it comes to the conversation about foster youth especially um, folks who are transitioning out of foster care is that um to me um and it's hard to legislate around this it's hard to create policy or programs around this um but what what i've seen folks need the most is um time right like time to to be able to mature like for the natural process of life to kind of take effect um it's certainly been true for my life um and then opportunity 
right? So if people are given enough time to be able to mature in order, in order to be able to develop their own thoughts, their own processes, um, and then are, are given that opportunity at the right time, um, that that formula, that combination, um, it, it can make the world of a difference. Um, but when we look at the way that um, uh, foster the, the 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 foster care system is structured at the uh, tail end of the foster care experience, it's like you're expected to have your life all the way together and to be quote unquote fully independent by the time you're 21. <laughs> um, and 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 to, to to me, that's just very unrealistic. Um, that is a myth. No one is financially independent at 18. We said a myth. <laughs> that is a myth. You think about even uh, let's take it. Let's remove people from the foster system and examine people who live with their parents. They're not leaving the house at 18. No. In, under normal circumstances, there or even people that do like <clears throat> that no longer live with their parents they are still supported in some way long after 18 so uh for for the foster care system to put efforts into um acknowledging that no one is actually independent at 18 and extended services for people um to have in their adulthood i i really think that is just the replacement of the what we're missing by having a lack of guardians and parents in our lives i think generally the foster care system slows down the process of you being um not um independent you know because you're always like okay um you always looked out for like you have a roof over your head unless you awol so i think the foster care system really slows down that process of whether it's it's a former foster youth or it's a kid at home with both parents. I, I feel like the kid with both the parents that didn't have to go into the foster care system has a, has a little advantage because, you know, the parents are like, hey, go to school, do this, get a job. And then the foster care system is more like do this and do that. Like, wait a minute, like bounce around and do this so, so you're not stable, you're not mentally stable. And I think the foster care system. There's a, it, it just there's a lack like of uh, personal development that you know, and a it's, lot it's of huge. you can tell it's is huge. in a lot of you know form, former foster youth. No, it's, it's yeah. huge. Yeah, I and I think that's like every decision in the foster care system is made for you, from mm-hmm. what you're going to eat to what you're going to wear, when you're going to go to school, where you're going to live, like all those decisions, all the hard decisions that we have to make. I always say like you don't really. But then again, no them. one's really making that. You are, most children aren't making those decisions for themselves anyway. You're not mm. kids aren't picking out dinner every night. <laughs> you no, eat no, with your no, parents. No, 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 not not exactly right. Like, or like kids might dress themselves, to... but you only have options to wear what your parents bought you. Well, let's keep it real. Um, some foster homes keep the refrigerators locked. Yeah, yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. in a normal house, you're not gonna have that. Like no. in a normal house, a kid is gonna be able to walk into the fucking kitchen. And make themselves a sandwich if they get hungry. Mm-hmm. Or they can go to their closet and pick whatever outfit they want without uh, staff saying, you're not going to wear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so, or you're not going to do your hair this way. Or, you yeah. know, like, is that lack of self-expression um, that, that the system sort of is, like, 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 like really trying to control um, your your being. Um, and, then, and then they expect you to be able to 
think for yourself and be fully independent when you leave the foster care system. It's kind of backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, I, I, to me, I just, like, when I talk about reflection and, like, for me, in, in, like, Independence Day is always one of those days where I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, all could use, we all could use some help and we I think we're interdependent on one another um, you know we all need affection we all need recognition we all need somebody there for us mm-hmm. um, and so and, 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 and that goes even, even when we age out too you know even as, a, as adults when we're 40, 50 we still need that yeah. We still need good friends around us, good conversation, and it all comes down to mental health. All right. Well, that's what we've got for the 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody. Happy 4th of July.